Um, hi everyone, it's Rupa, and um, today we're here with um, an intervention. Uh, one of our, our buddies, Valentine, is, is addicted um, to something, and we need to talk about this. Um, Valentine, uh, please share with us, with the audience. Lies, all lies, lies. We all know the person who's addicted to, to marijuana in, in this group, to Chamba, is obviously Edwin. <laughs> He's always happy and smiling. That is not natural. <laughs> that is drug induced. Which is a which is a good thing, you know? Because you're always a pleasant character in society, you know, at work, at home, mm. at play. You're always that guy who just lights it up. <laughs> yeah. Dark humor side. Uh yeah. We are here to talk about marijuana. Um, but uh before we get to that, I um, just wanted to give you a fun fact. Yes, I get to say the fun fact now. Oh, so, in 1980, apparently Bob Marley came to Harare and uh, for the independence concert, right? But he first took a trip to Mutoko, so 143 kilometers from Harare, just to chill with marijuana farmers and taste the herb. Like, Clearly, this marijuana thing has been around for a while, obviously. But yeah, I just want that very interesting. Oh, well, this guy came, and the first thing that he thought of doing was to go and taste some marijuana in Zimbabwe. Why wouldn't you? Though? Massive like... dedication to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're gonna go anywhere, probably sample the 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 finest herbs. Uh, and since he was a connoisseur, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing you went for in any country. And I'm assuming back then marijuana was still illegal um, to take, right? I'm guessing so, because there's always been like um, I can fact check me on this, but yeah, I've always, I, there's always been a um, a social social and regulatory stigma against marijuana, be it for medical scientific use or recreational use. So. Yeah, it's mm. pretty probable that back then it was that was the case, but it's not stopped its use because people still people still smoke it. So yeah, yeah people do legal stuff. Um, but then fast forward a couple of years um, to 2018 in April. It's not a couple of years then, though. <laughs> it's not a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like 20, I know. So 28 or 38 years. <laughs> yes. Fast forward nearly a quarter of a century or over a quarter of a century, right? Um, and Zimbabwe, I don't know whether I should say finally, but then Zimbabwe legalizes marijuana, but uh, with an, a big asterisk. Um, this was for med- medical and scientific purposes. So recreational marijuana use um, is, is, is still not, not allowed. And uh, well, if you're found in possession of marijuana, you can still go to jail. Um, like 12 years uh, worth of jail. Uh, so Zim does this in 2018, but they're not the first African country. Um, I wonder if we are first in something. Um, um, the first country was Lesotho, um, and um, that was in 2017. Uh, so they're the first African country to also legalize um, the, the growing of marijuana for medicinal and um, research purposes, essentially. Uh, why? Why? I mean, like, we started off like, hey, people do get addicted to drugs. It messes their lives. Um, and, um, I, I, Valentine was telling me before the show that actually no one has died of marijuana use. Um, but if 
that was to be the case, we would then be able to say, yeah, marijuana actually does kill. Um, so why then legalize it? This is always an interesting thing because even with tobacco, you know, smoking is not good for your lungs. And they even tell you, they're like, warning, smoking can be hazardous to your health. And I'm like, so why the hell are you selling me? Why are you selling me this thing? Yeah, like, why are you selling me this thing if you know that it's hazardous to my health? Even with alcohol, do not drink and drive, but mm. you sell me the, the damn thing. Um, moderation. So yeah, I guess that's the first question that I have. Why would they license um, the the growing of, of marijuana, uh, even if it's just for medicinal or research purposes? Mm. I think it's yeah. all about the bag. I mean, we are trying to trying to generate some income. So, I mean, looking at at Zimbabwe for an as an example, um, the our biggest export uh, product that we actually farmed was tobacco. But as of late, production hasn't been that high for several reasons: economic or even geographic because the weather's been tricky these past couple of years. So a lot of factors have kind of um, affected our production in that area. So this is considering how popular it is uh, medicinally as well. It, yeah, they just thought, why not? Why not? Uh, since people are already farming it illegally, why don't we put some structure to it? and see if it's actually a viable export product. See if um, the big players who... Because I, I actually don't know if if uh, cannabis is easier to farm than um, tobacco. Because like just looking at some of the documentaries and some of the movies where they talk about how they farm the product, it's always in these very advanced environments that are, you know, um, that have so many controls, you know, control the, the, the nutrients, control the light, control the humidity, control so many parameters whilst you're growing it to a point where it doesn't feel like it can be as economical to produce as tobacco, but hey, I mean, just want to check out what it's like. You, you're saying that is the addict, right? Like you want to check out, you know, for the audiences to know that you're trying to <laughs> the fact that you've been in the sauce, you've been deep in the sauce. Oh no, man, I'm just joking. I'm just people joking. are actually gonna believe that. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's joking. It's gonna it, be a very interesting story. It, it, yeah. it does not have a, 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 a. I don't think he has a wrong bone in his body. Uh, but on 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 the bag, I think it was just the money. Like it, it makes sense because it's a big industry. I think it's uh, the estimate was uh, I was reading something a while a while ago that it was like it's going to be worth seventy billion in twenty twenty eight. So it means it's a big industry. And um, as for economic farming, I, you know there are people who like you you've seen the the video. There was this thing in Kenya where someone where a teacher or someone was caught with um uh, and they forced him to chop down his plants and they were growing outside. I think there are strains or um, types that can grow well outside. And Africa's climate is, is is good, you know, for that. I'm pretty sure you can grow it probably all year round without needing the whole, you know, um, the warehouses and stuff. Uh, or, you know, what some people use from documentaries I've seen. 
I'm going to stress that point, like shipping containers and stuff with lights and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That kind the of gentleman should watch that movie. It's a cool movie. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think it, it can be grown. Uh, I think, uh, if people are doing, we're doing it like way back when, before all of this, like the, the, um, you know, super controlled environments with lighting and whatever were there. I think there are strains that are pretty resilient to, to, to the weather. And since it's, it's, it's something that really ever goes away. Um, I think it, 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 it's grown all year round. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. You know, outside. Um, so yeah, I, I think economically it, it makes sense. I think the you know farming it isn't really that much of a, a problem unless you have the right strain. Um, the problem I have with with uh, with the way in Africa what what Rafaela said about structure is the whole stuff about licenses. Um, I, that that doesn't work <laughs> because I, like correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't need a a grower's license to grow tobacco, right? Um, because I remember. Uh, you you won't need one. I remember when Goromos was a farmer was bringing tobacco and didn't seem like there was a license to grow it. But you know, cigarette smoke kills. So marijuana on the other hand is just like a um yeah, I've never heard of anyone who's died of a of a, of a marijuana overdose unless it was laced with something. That's where you'd see like cases where stuff was was laced. There was a song by Kendrick Lamar. Um he said <laughs> his first blood had him foaming at the mouth. What song was that? Uh, Backstreet Freestyle. Yeah, so I, unless it's laced with something, um, then yeah, that's where you're going to have, you know, like horrible side effects. But in this natural form, I've honestly never heard of anyone who's died of a, of a marijuana overdose. And if it, if that had happened, it would have been news because people don't want it to be legalized, especially in Zimbabwe where there's just some super stigma against it. Uh, but it's worth money. Besides stigma, just drugs in Zimbabwe are like crazy. Like, you know, you have all these artists, local hip hop artists, and they're hearing uh, the stories of what's going on, you know, um, within within the ghetto society and even in the affluent places of Zim. Like, you have people checking in and out of rehab routinely because of uh, drug use. Uh, um, so I don't think it's just like, you know, what ah we drugs are bad, like in like without real reason, but like you've seen what drugs can do to yeah, we, got, we, got, we can't turn we can't turn marijuana as a drug in in a sense. Uh it, it's 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 a naturally occurring plant. Um you know, there like people who have, who have, who have used it. <laughs> I was gonna go with Cat Williams, like it's just a plant. And if you so happen to smoke it, <laughs> you'll get high. And as he said, they are only Three side effects: hungry, happy, and sleepy. Uh, yeah, Cat Williams in his prime. So I, I don't think you can term it as a drug, um, and it's being declassified as a drug in, in a number of countries because they're just realizing, yeah, you can use it. Um, it just depends on the concentration of the cannabinoids um, and what strain you're going to get. And now medicinal pharmacies or um, uh, marijuana dispensaries actually have ranges where they show you. A friend of mine is in Canada. He's like, hey, you would go in there and they would like give you a walkthrough if you're a first timer. Like, well, if you're a first timer, start from that bottom end and then work your way up. Um, and you know, just be careful with this. It's not necessarily a drug in the way the same meth and stuff like ecstasy and cocaine and all that are drugs. Because yeah, yeah, I. I, I Oh yeah, rest my case. And I think like because as much as how much it is criminalized as just being a bad thing, like what Rafaro was saying, like this social stigmatization. Um, there is actually a list of like uh, stuff that in states where they allow it for use of medic for medicinal purposes, they actually say that it treats stuff like 
Alzheimer's disease, appetite loss, because yeah, you get hungry. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, cancer, Crohn's disease, diseases affecting the immune system, Glaucoma. you know, eating disorders. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. so like, for a lot of people, it can be some of that healing factor. Like, I would properly assume, um, in terms of technological advancements, an area like Motoko is not as advanced as a lot of other places. And so within that community, probably it was actually seen as a herb that actually solves some of these um, health ailments. And probably why, uh, probably they did it so well that side that somehow Bob Marley got word of that and was like, you know what? I have to first see this place, understand how they do what they do, try <laughs> their stuff and, you know, share it with the rest of the world if I can. So it's, it's one of those things where probably what then leads to some countries actually de, de classifying it as an illegal substance because they actually see that, Hey, I mean, in every community, they will be abusers, a person who just has too much of everything. Mm. But for the majority, it's actually helpful in terms of countering some elements that would otherwise impact that community negatively. So it's now just a matter of, hey, how do we make sure people who need to benefit from it can benefit from it, but without, um, you know, making it too easy for abusers to abuse it, you know, yeah, anything like true that. True that. And I, I think uh, this is something Rufaro and I were talking about uh, earlier was uh, the whole licensing thing. So Rufaro, what, what were the, like, the figures that you got? Because you said Zims was how much? Uh, so what I found uh, was that, or according to Wikipedia, um, that in 2018, the license fee was 50K. So you needed uh, 50,000 um, US dollars to be able to, to get a license to grow um, commercially cannabis. Mm. And then it could Which like, is high. Uh, it's ridiculously high, to be honest. How, what average, you know, small scale farmer is going to have, um, 50k lying around, um, which I still do support, like, okay, at least you're putting the barrier out very high so that no, clearly I'm anti-drugs, apparently. No, you're, you're anti-drugs because tobacco kills more people and you don't have a license to farm that. <laughs> so why would yeah, you but make the thing it so is... impossible to get, you know, weed, to get, you know, yeah. a weed farming license? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, at least not it's everyone a, who has a backyard and a garden can just start farming this thing and distributing it in their neighborhoods, like really neatly. Which I guess is, controls. is not the controls. point because the point is to use it for what it's good for, which is the medical stuff, not recreational recreational stuff. Burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to say what, what's the contrast. Yeah, because um, we... Sorry, Go on, Ed. Oh, go on. <laughs> are, we, are we all being polite for, for, for once today? Are we all being polite? Yes. Yes. We're going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, the people who stare each other, right? A staring contest. And you're just like, yeah, you go. You you go. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. And we could just... No, you go. <laughs> go on, Ed. Ah, oh, so, so, so I was actually going to go on with, um, 
with high prices of of these licenses i mean it's a bit of a measure of control as well as as well as i guess attracting people who are actually going to what i would assume is contribute as much as they can to the export figures as possible because if they would just make it easily accessible for a lot of people i don't think there would be that you know um there would be that uh export thing going on because everyone would just most of the people would just be assuming that they farm it for recreational purposes i'm just going to farm this then and they just you know bring me the cash and then you know my my small backyard gets me a bit of cash um but i think they want to target huge farmers huge commercial farmers that can do this at a very large scale that um allows them to export it and yeah these huge huge farmers will have the funds to pay for these licenses um but also like um yeah most farmers are male and males are dads and dads can also you know get some airtime for themselves by just uh their families voting for them so just dialing star 405 hash and uh selecting option 5 so mm. get you to enter your dad <laughs> into a promotion so that they can win up to a thousand bucks worth of airtime i mean imagine that a thousand oh. bucks it's not enough to pay for the farming license but hey i'm proud i did not proud. see this one coming i was like i was like what dance what is this guy going with it <laughs> and the moment you said die i was like yes yeah boy that's how you do it, it. like that Yeah, I mean, it should come at the beginning sometimes, you know, just to shock people. <laughs> nice boy. Yeah. Uh so yeah, just to reiterate what he said, star 405 hash, um Father's Day promotion. Have fun with it. Uh and Trufaro, before Ed, you know, literally bamboozled all of us with that insane sponsor plug. <laughs> uh I wanted to say like you, you, they can put like um controls in terms of the concentration of uh, cannabinoids THC and etc you know for growing so there'll be certain strains that will be allowed to grow um you know in Zimbabwe for recreational use or even for commercial use um because i think the most recent is that german company in Zimbabwe that got that, that that license um so they could start from there like yeah you know you can grow it but if you're going to grow it for recreational use these are the levels we want you to deal with um and then the obviously people who who come and test it um to make sure that you know it's within it's, it's within regulations if it's not then they just chop it down um you know obviously this is not going to stop people from from growing those super strong strains but yeah it's a big business and the government can tax so you can even get the licensing fee 50k if you can re- reduce the licensing fee right and then just tax it you make more money to be honest even if it's recreational use um because anyone who grows it would need like an entry level license and there can be plant restrictions as to how many you can grow on whatever level license so i hate the license because it's such a high barrier for everyone else who might want to grow it and use it where in tobacco there is no such thing you know you can just start planting anyone you can get seeds and can knows anyone in the area with the barn where they can cure it can just start planting uh tobacco and tobacco's got more adverse effects than cannabis and this is not even a lie it's the truth you all know um and it's a billion dollar industry worldwide So I guess you know 
African countries are falling behind of that because of the whole stigma surrounding it, which for me doesn't really make sense. You know, just you know, thoroughly yeah. research it. But currently, it's only like ten African countries out of the how many countries are in Africa? Fifty-two. So only ten. Yeah. Only ten have uh, some form of legislation for uh, growing cannabis. So it's kind of weird that. I mean, Africa is probably one of those continents that's considered big on cannabis, but they don't farm it as much. Like, it's not as legal as it probably could be. And it's one of those things where you would you would think that we might be missing an export opportunity from that. I mean, we have the best climate, as Valentine was saying, for farming said uh, marijuana, but... We're not farming. Yeah. And I think it's not even the export angle of it. It's literally dispensaries. Like getting a dispensary yeah. license shouldn't be something that's too difficult. Uh, register with the Medical Control uh, Council of Zimbabwe, Medical Control Association of Zimbabwe, get your marijuana dispensary, pay your license fee. Then the government takes tax off whatever you sell. So if you think about it, they could, the 50,000 barrier they're setting, they're shortchanging themselves. Because to be honest, you'd be making more money if you let dispensaries run wild. Because if, if the if the industry is, is is said to be worth seventy billion in in in, in what in, in seven years or whatever, you're missing out a good chunk of change because of that. And with Zimbabwe needing cash money, hey bruh. Sure, you know. why not? a fifty K sounds crazy in Zimbabwe, but apparently Zambia their license is a quarter of a million US. Uh, like I don't know how far true this is, but if it is, man, like that's a lot because you, ha- I had like people, you know, online complaining that, ha, you're just gonna move from Zambia to like a cheaper country like Lesotho, where apparently it was like 33k. This is back in 2019, um, because um, it's just too expensive to do it in in Zambia. Yeah, it, it's again, you you you're shortchanging yourself as as, as a country. Um, because I think now I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but I think I'm probably going to either way, the way I say this, I think it's the whole religious and cultural influences are way too heavy when it comes to stuff like this. Just get empirical evidence. Do the research required. Is this viable? Government spend more money on useless things. This could be a study that could, they could hold over a year or so to see and probably test out the fact that, yeah, you know, what are, what are, what are the limits of where we want the concentrations of, of the, of, of the, of the active compounds. Okay, even if they don't want to do a study, lots of countries have already done them. And even lots of universities worldwide have done them. Take from that, run your own tests, see if it's viable. It probably is because if you like in terms of, of, of monetary value, it probably is. So why restrict that? So why I'm so fervent against this is because tobacco is not as restricted when it comes to growing and selling. I mean, the price when you get to the, to the auction floors is different, but growing it, you just basically need a way to start and then you're fine. But for something that can give you a bit more, can probably give you more money, with the decline of tobacco use, you might as well jump on it mm. now. So it it, it, does, it doesn't it doesn't add up to be honest. Um, they should really 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 look into, especially recreational, tier the, the licenses. You know, it should be cheap mm. for anyone who wants to no. grow. You can have six, up to six plants, for for example, to grow on on your own, uh, and you pay for medicinal amount, and research purposes. Even no, for recreational reasons, stuff. even for recreational purposes, to be honest, people drink alcohol. There are worse things happening that are legal. Alcohol is worse. Yeah, but that shouldn't <laughs> justify then adding something 
equally or more worse to society. But, but then again, right. who are you to say that though? Like, let people do what they want. Like, look at the look at yeah. the Netherlands. The Netherlands, right. everything is there. If you want it, you can get it. It's just text. People are people self control. The more something is illegal, the more people won't actually do it. So if you create safeguards and ways to, to control people, actually helping more people than you're harming, to be honest. I'm not saying make stuff like myth and whatnot legal. Okay, that's a different story for another day. But are we, come on, guys. Come on. Double standards. Yeah, you say, no, yes, just let marijuana come in. Like, yeah, let people, you know, be adults and do their own decision making. But then you're like, mm, if it's myth, mm, no. No, uh, but the adverse, uh, the adverse effects, far. the adverse effects of myth are bad. Like the addictive, the, the the addiction to it is much worse than it is for for marijuana. There are people who smoke it once or twice, or you know, once or twice, and they're fine. The people who smoke it all the time, and yeah, you know, some people say it, it impairs cognitive um, abilities, whatever. Yeah, you know what? Do do studies to do that. You can even do what you do with alcohol. You have to be 18 or older to be able to consume. I'm not going to say it's going to stop people who are younger, but you know, you might as well put that safeguard in there. Um, but when it comes to other drugs that have you know, storied. Um, events that you need to go to rehab to cleanse yourself of it. Yeah, we can make the separation. Not double standards. Just make the separation. You can't say heroin and marijuana are on the same level. They're not. They're not. I hear you. Uh, so, speaking of licenses, um, so just a couple of days ago, um, there was news that there's a German company um, that has actually received a license and approval to grow medicinal cannabis in, in Zoom. Uh, Valentine, who are they? I feel like uh, the person who would know German companies, yeah. Uh, but if it's about cars, I think Ed would know all of them. <laughs> yeah, Amethion Agri, apparently is what the company is called. Um, and again, here's my problem with the Zimbabwean government, um, is that we get foreign companies who can afford these things, who can do it before local companies can. So correct me if, I, correct me if I'm wrong, there are only 44 licensees that were registered in Zim. I was reading on Bloomberg last week that there are only 44 people who were able to afford the license. And I don't know whether they were you know, local or foreign, but yeah, 44. And now you're giving a foreign company the license. Number. Yeah, and you're giving the com- a foreign company the license. Oh, we're not saying that they shouldn't get it. Of course they should. But again, you should make it, you, there should be, provisions for for locals like what south africa tries to do with the whole be system um, but in this case is that if you're a foreign company you can grow it but the license is going to be a little bit more expensive for you than it is for a zimbabwean uh who wants to wants to grow it so making a song and dance about this the report was in was it new zimbabwe before yes yeah the report was in new zimbabwe so it's good because you know economic engagement you know in quote-unquote investors but then again you got people in your own country who could possibly do the same thing but the regulations are wrong and I say that, yeah, they're wrong. It's not, it shouldn't be that expensive. It should be tiered. Ed, what say you? Oh, yeah, I totally agree with Valentine uh, when it comes to licenses. Like, they should be tiered and they should be, you know, controls that make it easier for both parties. Because at the end of the day, um, both parties, both the guy who's farming it, the government, as well as the consumers are going to benefit with um, the availability of it as well as the, as well as the, the export of it. So if it's easier, I mean, in one of the reports, they were saying that um, it's probably going to create 
more jobs than the jobs that tobacco farming um, was creating. So it kind of helps communities a lot in terms of um, in terms of employment, in terms of um, the amount of money you can make within a given piece of land. So some reports are saying that uh, with cannabis, you can make up to a thousand dollars of um, up to a thousand dollars per just take that real quick per square foot. So up to a thousand dollars per square foot versus tobacco, which is about ten bucks per square foot. So it's a lot more finance, financial gain from a smaller piece of land, which means uh, we don't have to degrade a lot of land or dedicate too much land towards farming because some of it can go to something that produces as much money in a shorter area. And the guys who have the money can even grow up, uh, grow up in the sense that in terms of spreading yourself wide, you can just um, have a multi-level structure that can grow even more of it in a confined space. So it's there are some benefits to it, um, but it just needs the proper control so that it doesn't, you know, go haywire. You know, you don't want a situation where you say, yes, just do, you know, hoping that people will cooperate. Yeah, 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 like, I mean... (laughs) I never said just do. What I meant was, number one, from a regulation perspective, yeah, you need to make provisions for stuff like driving under the influence. Marijuana will now need to be part of that. So if you are caught driving under the influence, the penalties need to be stiff. Uh, Number two, obviously, if you're going to make penalties stiff for driving under the influence and you're going to legalize it and tear the licenses, it needs to mean that everyone who was arrested and imprisoned for a marijuana charge needs to get their record expunged. So you're technically getting a clean slate because now it's it's been it's it's, it's no longer a problem. Anyone who's still in prison needs to be released because it doesn't make sense to keep holding them yeah. and make taxpayers pay for them to stay where whatever they were doing before is now legal. So that needs to be a provision that's said as well. So even for growing, yeah, you can grow it, but there are going to be rules. I'm not saying just go out there and do it, but at the very least have rules that are quote unquote realistic. So the United States is probably the one of the better examples. I think you know the European countries are, are coming there as well. But it's, those are the examples you can pick and, and then and then and then choose from. And then the beauty of 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 being quote unquote so progressive is the fact that those other investors you're trying to bring into the country for other purposes will actually see your you know your outlook as quite progressive. Now it depends on the country, but I'm pretty sure with most quote unquote Western countries, when you start doing things like that, you become more attractive because they think, oh yeah, you know, you're you're, you're a little bit more progressive than. That than we thought you were, you know, uh, negotiations can be a little bit smooth. Again, this is just me speaking hypothetically, but I feel like it gives a, a good reflection on the country that, yeah, you know what, we are making this legal. We, we, we've done the study. We've got the, the information that is backing uh, what we're saying. Um, these are the controls based on our specific use case. So again, with our, with Zimbabwe, we can't then totally base it on foreign studies. The studies will have to be done in, in Zimbabwe to make sure that we're doing it for, in our context. We're not just taking a study we, we got from that and just implementing like we've seen with other um, with, with other with other uh, regulations. Uh, I was going to say sliding in the whole global voice group, you know, core monitoring thing. A story for another day. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you bring it into your context. This is really what makes sense for Zimbabwe. Um, you know, how, what do we know about people who consume it already? 
So again, going to people who actually use it, you know, without fear of penalty of, of imprisonment or fine, and then discussing how they use it and how that has affected their lives, I think will be super invaluable going forward. So there's so many things that need to come into play for that to happen. And I think, to be honest, with an industry that's worth so much money, not from an not only from an export perspective, but like from from a from a local economy perspective, I think it's just laziness that we haven't seen something as extensive as that. Um, that's just my two cents. Hmm. So we're supposed to go with it then. Yeah, we're going with it. <laughs> Since there are no yeah. objections. Oh, yeah. For medicinal and research purposes, yes. Not for this regulation and stuff. Let people do what they want in within reason. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> that that needs to always follow within reason. Within so again, reason. If it's not harming anyone oh. else, so if you're not exposing children to it, again, this is another big issue. If you're exposing children to it, again, there should be stiff penalties for stuff like that, similar to alcohol and other sort of things that are, are should be done over the age of 18. So it, you, you can't have a... Um, uh, with some things, I, the, like I said, some things are should be banned. Some things, we should reassess our position on them as things have gone on. Uh, so yeah, this is one of those things that is not bad on a, even at a recreational level. I mean, you can own a gun, can't you, in Zimbabwe? And a gun kills people. So, just say. I, I hear you. I hear you, Valentine. Uh, I hear you. Um, yeah. I guess uh, we'll see what happens in some. Um, hopefully, all these things come out. You know, the tiered licenses so that more people can afford to get in the game. The strict um, penalties for abusing it, etc. Yeah, and if, if the trade licenses do come out to the government of Zimbabwe, got my 10%, you know, just for the ideation phase, just a token of appreciation. <laughs> 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 this guy. Well, so, uh, I don't you know if you guys had cause. something else um, that you wanted to talk about cannabis. Um that's related to to Zimbabwe, Valentine, not just like, oh, let me tell you a lot about <laughs> cannabis, you know, its origins mean, are this, 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 and... Okay, you're making me sound really bad in front of everyone. It's history. <laughs> you are. <laughs> addict. <laughs> yeah, jokes aside, but yeah, it was cool chatting with you guys, um, and lest you've forgotten, um, as Ed said, uh, there's a Father's Day promotion that is currently running. Your father can stand a chance to win $1,000 airtime, right, Ed? Yes, 1000 yes. bucks. And, and all you have to do is to and just dial star 405 hash. Star mm. 405 hash. And that's, that's 1000 in airtime plus Rufaro. We will package it <laughs> Why am I being sold? Yeah, like, I'm now a gift. Yeah, another giveaway prize. Yeah. The additional ah. giveaway prize. Yeah, another prize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you for listening. Um, au revoir. Peace. Bye bye.